Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. All right, Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah 9 and verse 6. I'm going to quote it to you and I want to pull out just a couple words. Unto us a child is given. I want you to say, unto me. Unto me a child was given. Jesus was given for you. Jesus was given for your life, for your now, and for your future. And then it says some things in this verse about Jesus that I want you to apply right now to your life as you close out 2011, you move into 2012. I want you to take these words and I want you to apply them to your life. It says that the government shall be upon his shoulders. I want you to take all the stuff that you're carrying all the stuff on your shoulders that you should not carry, all the stress and the, and the heaviness and the burden and the worry and all the decisions and everything that's coming up upon your life, I want you to put your hand right over your shoulder. Come on, right like that. Get your hands on your shoulders. And I just want you to push everything away. And just say out loud, Jesus, you can carry this. I don't need it. All right. So the government of your life, of your future, of your now, is upon him, not upon you. Jesus is good at carrying everything you try to carry. And then it goes through the names of Jesus, prophesying many hundreds of years before he was even born what he would be like. And so as Jesus is our child-born son given, the government's upon his shoulders, and then it says his name shall be called what? Come on, everyone say out loud, wonderful. Yes, his name is wonderful. Why? Because the word there is that he does unusual things. He does unusually good things and wonderful things. Can I put a seed in your spirit right now and in your heart? A lot of visiting people, I'm sure, with the kids program and all the families in town and people coming in and out of Christmas season. And, and so there might be people I'm talking to that are only here for this particular uh, service. And hopefully maybe you'll come back and give it another try. But whoever you are, can I put this seed into your mind? That Jesus is wonderful to you. And because he's so wonderful and he's so awesome, he wants to do unusually good things in your life in this coming year. He wants to surprise you with the unusual, the beyond, the abnormal, and the abnormal to be good abnormal. Is there anyone listening to my voice that would be open to some wonderful things to happen to your life? How many of you are maybe tired of having not so wonderful things happen to your life? And at the time you had some wonderful things. You know, we use that word sometimes when we talk about people and we talk about things and say, wow, that's just wonderful. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Oh man, how good can that be? Well, that's Jesus to you right now. He wants to be wonderful to you, your home, your extended family, everything about you. He wants to show himself to be a wonderful savior to you. And then it says he's not only wonderful, but he's counselor. And counselor is that a person of insight. Now God's a person of insight because he's Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and end and everything in between. He knows what's coming your way. He knows what decisions you should make. Would it not be awesome 
if you could go through 2012 and in 2012 and say, that was the best year of decision-making, that was the wisest year I've ever had, I never really got off track, everything that was going on was really planned and strategic, that was an awesome year because God, my counselor, was my guide, he was my insight, he did everything for me, he opened and closed doors, he made decisions, he kept me from going through the wrong door. Can I hear an amen out there from somebody? He is our counselor. People pay a lot of money for a counselor, and you, and you hope you're paying for someone who's smarter than you. You hope you're paying for someone who would actually guide you through the marriage, or guide you through the habits, or guide you through the finance, or right now, big deal financial counseling. What about a counselor who is smarter than everyone else, and has been here for eternity, and knows everything that's coming your way? He's wonderful, and because he's wonderful, he can plan your life. If you're ready for the counselor to help Help you do some counseling. Can you lift your hand right now and say, I'm ready for the counselor to come and give me some wisdom. I'm sick of my... How many of you would say, I'm a little tired of my own decisions? How many of you, I know this might not apply to everybody, but how many of you have ever made a really bad decision? Oh, we got some unity there. How many have made some decisions in 2011 you would give anything to go back and change? How many would like to go into 2012 knowing that you won't say this at the end of the year? That you'll look back and say, no, Jesus, my counselor, he was, he was in that. Nope, he shut that door. Nope, I waited on that one. I did not drive that car off the parking lot until I got the peace of God. And the peace of God didn't come, so I left. Even though the salesman was very, very upset, I didn't make a bad decision. And when they sent me the credit card and said, you have this much room to spend, I cut it up because I don't need any more room. I made such great decisions. I didn't go in debt. I didn't buy this interest-free stuff. Don't get billed until 2075. There must be a reason. There must be a reason and they do that. And so I didn't go there. And so I'm not getting more in debt. I'm not doing stupid spending. I'm not making bad habits. I am so glad Jesus, my counselor, is helping me live life and raise my children and make good decisions and have enough margin in my finance. Can I hear an amen? He is insightful if you'll let him. If you will let him be insightful in your life, he'll give you wisdom Because it says in the Bible, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered of the Lord. He knows every step you're going to take. He knows which ones are absolutely the wrong ones. It could be when you start dating someone and the Holy Spirit says, not for you. And you say, but but he kind of is. (laughs) Well, which part of kind of do you want? Well, you know, he's... He's got some things I think are really good. The color of his hair, it will change. (laughs) So don't make the decision on the hair or the eyes or... You have to get the peace of God. And sometimes if you would stop at the beginning, you would never go through all the hurts and the mess and later on say, I wish I would have listened to my heart because I would have never gone through any of this stuff that I've gone through. Come on, how many singles can wave at me and say, I need some peace about that? I said, how many singles can say? Now, I would not ask how many of you have dated the wrong person, and I would never ask how many of you married the wrong person, because that would be a totally 
wrong thing to say. But there are people that regret the relationship. You know, Jesus is so interested in your life, he doesn't want you to regret any part of it. Not what you drive, not where you live, not where you do life, not where you do relationships, and especially not where you make covenant, like in marriage. You don't have to regret. You can move in wisdom in 2012. Why? Because he's wonderful. Come on, shout wonderful. And he's a counselor. Shout counseling. Come on, insight. Then it says he's a mighty God. I didn't say for you to say it. I was saying that. But you can say it now. Say mighty God. Okay, let's go through it. What is he? He's Mighty God meaning he doesn't lack any power. Mighty God meaning he can make things that don't work, work. Mighty God meaning he can turn things around you can't turn around. Mighty God meaning he has pieces for the puzzle that you can't even see that he'll make work. He's a mighty God. He can change you, the situation, the circumstance. He can change everything about your life because he's a mighty God. How about this one? What's the next one? Okay, let's go through them. What is he? Come on, everyone. Everlasting Father. You know, there couldn't be a more sensitive time to talk about family and especially fathers than at Christmas. Fathers that forget Christmas. Fathers that are not in the home at Christmas. Fathers that might bring a lot of presents, but they don't bring fathering to the table. Nothing more sensitive than to talk to the American people than about fathers. Why? Because we live in kind of a fatherless generation. Even those that are in the home are struggling, let alone those out of the home. When it's all said and done, We all want to be better fathers. I'm a father of four. I'm a spiritual father of many. I have many sons in the faith, one son in the natural, but many daughters in the faith, three natural daughters. And so I know what it is to father, to love, to forgive, to work through. How much more? Come on, say with me, how much more? more? The Bible says, how much more does your heavenly father want to give you, do for you, love you than anything an earthly father. The best in the world, the best. Think of a best father. In your mind right now, list five things in your mind, just real quickly. What would be in your mind the best father in the world? They would love unconditionally. They would communicate. They would take me shopping with everlasting spending. What is the best father? What is the best father in the world? They would discipline you right. They would teach you. They would be there for you. They would spend time with you. They would, they would. What would you put down? Well, Jesus says, I'm the everlasting father. To you, I'm your father. To the fatherless, I'm your father. To those who don't have a great father, I'm a great father. To those who never knew your father, I'm your father. At Christmas time, it's great to open up your heart and say, Father God. Come on, say, Father God. Father God. 
Come heal the brokenness. Love the unlovely parts of me. You know, other people can look at a child and say, wow, what an ugly child. A father looks and say, wow, what beauty. Unbelievable. When they put that little infant in my arms sometimes, you know, when they first have their baby and the baby comes out different colors and the head twisted, looks like an alien. <laughs> and the parents say, what a beautiful child. I'm thinking, oh my God. I hope this child changes. And of course they do, because every child doesn't come out perfect. But in God's eyes, you're always perfect. In God's eyes, he loves you every step of the way. Every piece of your life is under the love of the Father. Every single piece. The stuff that irritates other people about you, God gets past that and sees the root why you do that. God understands some of the things about you that other people would never understand. Come on, let's do it again. What's the names? Come on. What's the last one? Prince of Peace. That is... Ruler of peace. What an awesome thing. That Jesus can speak peace to the storm because he's the ruler of peace. How many of you today would say, you know, Frank, I could use just a little more peace in my life. Let me see your hands. How many would say, you know what? I could use a little bit more of the Father God in my life. How many would say, I'm open for mighty God to move for me too. How many would say, I need some insight? How many would say, I need something wonderful to happen to my life? All right, if you believe that, I believe you do. Why don't you bow your head? Just bow your head right where you are, visitor, everyone. It's just a way to kind of set yourself in a private position before God. Just bow your head for a few seconds. Be hearing the service, and you just say, Frank, you know what? I understand what you're talking about. And I need God in my life and my world and my circumstance. I need a turnaround. I need to get my life on track, or I just need to let God come and forgive and love me like he never has before. But you know what? I understand what you're talking about. I'm opening my life to wonderful Jesus to come in and work in me, help me. If that's you, would you lift your hand right now and just say, Frank, I'm one of those people that's open in my life to wonderful Jesus. Just, just show me your hand right now. Just lift it up. Just say, you know what? I, I need him in my life and every, in every area of my life. Thank you. There's, there's hands for many different reasons. How many of you are away from God this morning on any of the campuses and you're getting back to Jesus? Would you lift your hand and just say, Frank, I'm on my way home. I'm getting back to Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Father God, we open our heart for a mighty movement of grace to come upon every person. Those that are streaming the service, those that I'm coming into the simulcast, into the campuses and cafes, those right here at this particular campus. Lord, we say thank you for the grace that has been shown us thus far and for the grace that will come upon our life in the future. 
Lord, there's nothing impossible for you. You can clean up my mess. You can direct my feet, even though I have only darkness in front of me. I know there's light coming. Lord, you can bring healing to my brokenness and my cynical attitude and my negativity. Lord, I don't want to live with this. I want to change. I need you, wonderful Jesus, to come work unusual things in my life. Here I am, Jesus, giving my life to you.